like I've been really wanting to pick your brain, but I didn't know what to pick your brain about. And you guided me through it. And I think that's representative of how you work with everything. Facts do not have opinions. Just don't let perfection be the enemy of the good. Self-love is really about self-respect and acceptance. Normally, listeners, this is where I welcome you to the whole view. I'm Stacey Toth of Real Everything, and usually each week we dive deeper into how we can find happiness and health inside and out through self-love, body positivity, and discovering new ways to be our best selves. But this week, I want to share more about my journey of doing just that and of personal transformation through community. I have two of my good friends here, as well as self-discovery and leaning into my own abundance mindset. Before we get started, a reminder that this podcast is for general educational purposes and not intended to diagnose, advise, or treat any physical or mental illness. I always recommend that you see a licensed health professional accordingly. And with that, I will say that has been part of my journey as like seeing professionals, but also of using community. And you two have served as sometimes my ad hoc therapists, but mostly, you know, we're business peers. We don't benefit from working together, but we get a lot of benefit from working together. And I was just talking with Anna and Audrey before the show about how we're very yin and yang. Like I am very much a natural introvert and sardonic by nature, like very much, you know, Oscar the Grouch if left to my own devices. And part of becoming a a version of myself that I want to be, that I choose to be, is really finding connections to humans who help me connect with a different part of myself and bring out like comfort and safety. But also you are both so exuberant. Like you are the definition of extroverts, both of you, in such a positive, wonderful way. And it inspires me to feel more comfortable. So I'm wondering if you can share a little bit about yourselves and maybe a fun fact that listeners might not know about me that you've learned through our friendship or witnessed both of them, if you can't see it because you're listening or scratching their chins and thinking, oh, how can I embarrass TC in this moment? So, Anna, do you want to start? <laughs> My name is Anna Vig. I am located in Minneapolis. And so Stacey and I certainly aren't close by definition of land, but have grown close over the years. And I just love that you have us on here. So I want to say thank you again. This is such a treat. I know for both Audrey and I to be here. So thank you again. I don't know if I would say I'm extroverted by nature. I think in public situations I am, but I also thrive on getting energy from being alone. One of the things that you have pulled out in me, Stacey, is my love of reading that I have completely shelved for once I had kids, it was something that went to the wayside. And so for that to come together for us, which can be a story for a different time that we share maybe. But I'm so, so thrilled that we have this book club that we have been a part of for the past, gosh, 18 months or so. And I've read more books in the past 18 months than I think I have in the 13 years that I've been a mom as a whole, which has been really fun for me. So thank you again for having me. Fun fact about Stacey that I had no idea about, and I think I probably caught her off guard, is I'm the hugger and Stacy is not. You maybe know that already about her, but she is not. And I literally went up to her and was like, 
Stacy. I'm like hugging her and just like giving her all my Minnesota slash Southern Canadian love. And she's like, no, like, I don't know if I love the touch, but I feel like you have maybe started to love the hugs a little bit. I love your hugs. I just really need consent to like touch a stranger. But I, that definitely kicked off our friendship that you were like, yeah, I mean, I recognize you don't really want a hug, but I'm giving you one and I'm going to give you one every time I see you because I adore you. And I was like, oh, gosh, that sounds sincere. And like, you liked me and like, I don't know what to do with that. My walls are crumbling. Yeah. So and I love that you called out Naughty Book Club is what we call our small friends. There's just like half a dozen of us that read books because you started it. It's Well, it started. I'm not going to tell that story. That's your story to tell. But it started with a naughty story that we all kind of made fun of as not being that naughty at all. And then we talked about naughty books and you mailed one to me and Cassie Dre Garcia. And you were like, the three of us are going to read this naughty book together. And it just kind of grew from there because I wasn't reading books either, even though I'm an English major. I read so many books when I was younger. I kind of just, I do a lot of audiobooks, but I got an array from paper books. And you sent a paper book in the mail. And I was like, what am I going to do with this thing? But we read it and now we've all been reading. And I think that kind of connection is really important with, you know, just community in general, right? It's not just about work. It's not just about like, yes, I want to know how your kids are doing. And you're going to ask me how my kids are doing and these kinds of things. But we are polar opposites. Like you love running. I want nothing to do with running in different ways, but like having something that brings us together. So speaking of bring us together, Audrey, we have a mutual friend that tried to push us together for a long time and nothing really happened. What did happen? Tell us about yourself. And like, nothing what happened I- because you wanted nothing to do with me. Not the friend. That's the so answer. And says I adopted her. <laughs> also kind of wanted nothing to do with me. But I am like, I kind of resonated with what Anna said of like, she's like, I'm not always an extrovert where I think I am now. But I think part of it is like, I've adapted to it because everyone thinks I am. So then I'm like, well, it's my role to be the one here. Like, come on, everybody. When I was younger, my mom, like I was stubbornly shy. I wasn't sweet and meek. I was like, who are you and why are you talking to me? Which I think makes me like Stacy a little bit because she's a little maybe could perhaps have been described that as a child too. Um, but my father is a real estate agent and outgoing and the life of the party and was like, how do I have this shy kid that doesn't want to talk to anybody and doesn't want to say thank you to anybody and won't make eye contact? And he like, when she started selling like fundraisers as a kid or Girl Scouts, like made it his mission to get me out. Like he didn't sell for me. He waited in the car and would make me go like door to door and talk to all the people. And I started to realize like people aren't that scary, right? Like what am I like? I actually have fun with people. But Diane, I think shit like we were competitive because we were very close to each other. I didn't know she sold beauty counter. She was in like, like say she worked at the, out of the same place as my husband. So he started becoming friends with her. And I'm like, who's this? This person is like my arch nemesis in San Francisco for beauty counter, whipping my butt in sales every month. And you're bringing home her cookbooks and you're talking about her, making friends with her. And then I'm like, well, I might as well be friends with her too. She seems pretty cool. And she would say over and over, you and Stacey should be friends. You guys are a lot alike. And I'm like, I'm down. Like, come on. 
I remember being at one of the trips and I would try to kind of make conversation. And I'm like, she thinks I'm such a kook. Like, I can't even, I don't know. Oh, what do I talk about? And you, Diana told you about my Anna Delvey reel. And then you commented on it like, I'm dead. And I'm like, I made her laugh. Like, that was my mission was to make her laugh. And I was like, Diana, I'm in. I think I'm in. She watched the reel and it made her laugh. Like, all right, we're cool. But I want to tell you, Anna, that she does like your hugs because in Puerto Rico, I came out her hot and heavy with a hug. And she's like, with the uns, Audrey with the unsolicited hug. And she like, the only person that's allowed to give me unsolicited hugs is Anna. And I'm like, okay, sorry. So like, I catch myself half again, like, sorry with unsolicited. And sorry. And then by the end of the trip, we gave real hugs. Yeah. Yeah. You can hug me now. We, so that trip was definitely like a, wall breaking moment for me and I definitely want to talk about that that's why specifically I'm so glad you both were able to join to share because you know I had been working on my personal growth for years and Audrey another thing that really connected us is that we both like have this deeper conversation in Puerto Rico about fostering and really kind of got deep about trauma and stuff and that's a thing for me is like I can be an introvert all day but like I don't want to have small talk, but I want to like get deep and I want to like get serious with people and I want to have true conversation that's meaningful and helps us all be like better people and learn from one another. And we were just having like a casual lunch or something. And I remember like we got real serious into it. And I was like, not only are you funny, but like I love like now I officially love you. Like that's it. We're done. We're best friends now. Like it's hot or cold with me. There is no lukewarm. You're, we were all crying, like, yeah. like significantly crying at different points of lunch. And the poor rest of the table, it wasn't a private lunch, you guys. It was like, <laughs> our end was like, and then, and, we, and what do you think, Stacey's there? We're, we're all therapying each other, I think. Yeah. And to- yeah. Well, I think for me, specifically, like, Anna, you were talking about trouble that you were having with business stuff. Audrey, you were talking about some personal stuff you had going on in your life and the vulnerability that you both showed to kind of come together in a community and try to, one, just really be listened to and be validated and not worry like, oh, is someone going to judge me or whatever? But like that vulnerability allowed me in turn to kind of then open up both to you and to myself. And I had been you know, working on so many things in terms of foster treatment and all of the classes and certifications that I'd taken to become trauma-informed, a certified parent, collaborative problem solver. And then I had all this like business stuff that I had been doing both in the past and currently, like I'm a project management professional. I was an executive VP before, you know, I have from that career experience and regulation that I like to bring forward into the work that we do together. And I just saw it kind of like spinning in a pot. Like, I don't know how to like visually explain what was happening to me, but I saw, I just felt like I had all these things kind of swirling around. And I was like, I feel like there's something here. Like, I just can't articulate it. I don't know what it is. And sitting down and talking with both of you and being vulnerable and allowing myself to kind of like open to those things allowed me to realize that there was a passion that I shared 
in sitting there and helping each of you, like giving business advice and giving life advice and doing these sort of things that then I was like, I want to do this with other people. Like I, I have grown so much. I'm a changed person. I'm not who I was that I want to share this broadly. Like, how do I do that? And that was like early on in our trip was that lunch. I think it was probably my first day there. And it didn't help that I had just come from the Taylor Swift concert and not slept all night. And so I was like experiencing one of those like transformational moments. And I remember saying to Audrey, well, I said to everybody, I want to get a tarot reading while I'm here. And Audrey's always up for everything. Audrey was like, yes, I'm in. Tell me where and when. And that definitely was kind of, that was like this the end of the trip, right? And it really sealed a lot of things for me. So I do want to talk about that. But before we get there, I'm curious, Anna, in having those conversations in Puerto Rico, but also like knowing me for so long, right? Like the first time you gave me a hug and how I reacted, not just to our friendship, like, yeah, I'm going to be more open to hugging you because I know you better, but like how you see me for example when we're on multiple meetings a week together or when we see each other on these trips that we go on multiple times a year like first of all I don't know how such a joyous radiant exuberant kind loving person like yourself was any anyhow attracted to me you're an Enneagram nine and I guess you're like you know clinging to my eight energy a little bit but I always look forward to our time together and I'm like, can you see a difference in me over those years? Absolutely. Okay. So I actually I'm so curious. We didn't okay. talk about this beforehand. And just for reference, I've told everybody to be honest. So I'm a little bit like, oh, what's about to come out of your mouth? <laughs> no. Okay. So I actually remember the very first time we met. Maybe you don't. I don't remember the year, but it was D.C., Washington, D.C. We were there for a beauty counter trip. It was either 2016 or 2018. I don't remember which year it was the first year that you went. 18. 18. 18. You both you, started in 16. I remember that. Okay. So we were, you were sitting at a round table and I think we had something, I don't know if we were at dinner or if it was a meeting or what, we were in like a little thing connected to the hotel and you had an empty seat next to you. And I was like, well, I need to sit down somewhere. And here was Stacy who I'd never met. And I, one of the things I actually do love is meeting new people. It's like, it is fun for me to hear people's stories and get to know someone. And so I was like, oh, perfect opportunity. I don't know who you are. I have never met you before. So I sat down. I think we started chatting. And I knew you I, from our initial conversation. I could tell you were more reserved. And I could tell that, you know, I just I didn't know you. And so I don't know if you were more reserved because you didn't know me or just in general. Like we just had just met. Right. So I couldn't make too many assumptions at that point or anything. But that being said, through that time frame now, since so from 2018 through, let's just go till today, 2023, we've, like you said, have been in multiple settings together in person, virtual. And the growth I've seen from you from a confidence standpoint and from the, you've always been willing to speak up. And I, I really admire that about you. But I think what has been really cool for me to see is you finding your footing and seeing everybody else watch you and also see you get your footing. Because I remember you at the very beginning when we were first chatting, like I spoke up at a meeting and, and like nobody 
acknowledged what I was saying or I was cut off or whatever, you know, it was. And I think you stayed true to who you were and continued to say the things that you felt were important whenever that came up in different settings. And over time, I have seen so much respect that people have for you. It's remarkable. And I think that speaks volumes to how far you've come, who you've become, and how you are also staying true to your values. And so that people see that over time. And I just applaud you for that because you are a huge voice for our beauty counter community. And that is something that no one can take away from you. So you have changed, my friend, quite a bit. (laughs) It is somehow the end of summer. And while I'm ready to welcome all things apple in autumn, because pumpkin is for October, my friends, saying goodbye to a sun-kissed summer glow is not on my list of things to do, which is why it's super exciting that Beauty Counter is offering you a free cheeky clean highlighting balm with purchase as an end of summer celebration at beautycounter.com slash Stacey Toth. Whether you want a little glow up to feel good about the skin that you're in, or you want to be seen by India's astronauts on the dark side of the moon, the highlighting balm is the perfect product to do either. For novices or makeup lovers alike, it's super simple, luxurious, creamy formula blends right into the skin simply using the warmth of your finger. Made with sustainable fair trade mica and skin nourishing ingredients like jojoba esters, squalene, and botanical extracts as well as castor oil, your skin will have a lit from within glow that is dewy and supple looking, not like glittery for Studio 54. And it works well for skins of all ages because the formula doesn't settle into fine lines or wrinkles. So trust me, I know my firstborn is now a full-fledged adult and I aged about a decade this week. Raise up beauty with Beauty Counter. That's a little luxury that makes a positive impact on our health for all of our collective communities through legislative change and giving back, as well as for the earth through sustainable manufacturing practices with fair trade ingredients. We're getting safer products into the hands of everyone through health protective laws while also giving back to people on the planet as a certified B Corp. Go to beautycounter.com slash Stacey Toth, just like any other website. The highlighting balm will automatically add to your cart with an order of 125 or more, and you get to choose the color. Don't forget to choose me, S-T-A-C-Y-T-O-T-H, so that I can thank you. And you can stack the code CLEANFORALL20 for 20% off at beautycounter.com slash Stacey Toth. thank you. Those are very kind and generous words. And I think also it's not just that I was consistent because I am consistent, but I do think that there has been a lot of like understanding what my values are and really leaning into them and trying to be solutions oriented and abundance mindset when I am speaking up, right? Like I don't want to just speak up to complain. I don't want to just talk about problems. I want to try to Find solutions that work for everybody. And that's something that I feel like is really a magical gift that I have. Like, I don't quite understand why my brain works that way, but I do know that I am able to kind of look at a lot of such, let me just say, I've never not gotten out of an escape room, right? Like I, I can look at a puzzle, a problem and figure out a way that 
at least everybody feels that they're getting something positive. And I think definitely with collaborative problem solving certification, that became even more clear to me. And just a meeting that we were in today, somebody responded, like I spoke up and I was like, you know, I understand why we're doing something. I also identify that there's a concern or a problem with it. Here's my concern. Can we solve that problem this way? And it was like multiple leaders on the call that I was asking about were like, yes, we can. And thank you for bringing that to our attention so that we can get ahead of that problem and be prepared for it. Whereas before, I think I would have just been frustrated that nobody had solved the problem yet. Like my mindset would have been like, this is such an obvious problem. Why don't you have a solution for it versus like coming to it more positively? Absolutely. Yeah. I remember meeting you for the first time on stage. We both won an award. And I remember thinking to myself, because we had both earned the DC trip, and I don't remember you sitting next to me, but I can totally 100% imagine being rude and reserved. And like that, there was just, there was a wall that I put up because I was afraid of being hurt. I was afraid of being criticized, you know, like all of those things. And I was just like, if I don't let anybody in, then they can't hurt me. And so um, I am, I can totally imagine the conversation, how it would have gone and probably has gone with so many people who I'm trying to make right since. Thank you, Audrey. <laughs> and, but I remember being on stage with you and thinking to myself how hard it was for me to have earned a spot on that stage and that you are um, like a mom who you live on a Native American reserve. You don't have a you know huge online following. Like you don't have Audrey comes from an esthetician's world. She comes from you know network opportunity. Not to say that it's any easier for either one of us, but I just remember thinking to myself how incredible it was that you were there without all of these other like benefits or things that we might have to give us a little one-up or an advantage. And I remember thinking like, that's someone I want to get to know. I want to know how they do their business. I want to like understand. And so it, it did not come from like a warm, let's have a book club place where it is now. And so it, it's interesting to think about those things differently, you know? Absolutely. And I thank you for saying that because I felt really lucky to be on that stage too with you. And I know there was a few others with us on that day. I think it was in Minneapolis and all of our work was hard and hard earned. And, but I appreciate you saying that because sometimes you always, we always wonder like, how do we do these things sometimes? And we always end up getting to the other side, but one foot in front of the other day after day. Yeah. So, I mean, that leads us to years later in Puerto Rico. So at this point, Audrey and I have like, met and I have liked her Anna Delby reels on Instagram, which are hysterical. I will put in the show notes, both Anna and Audrey's Instagram so that you can go search and find them. They're probably about a year old at this point, but they're worth finding. There were quite a few of them. They were amazing. I'm dying for there to be a next season because at this point, if I ever like do my Anna Delby, people don't know what it is. They just think I'm like being weird. And I'm like, no, it's funnier if you know what I'm referencing. So I need a new season. About. <laughs> it's like out of prison now, right? She got out last month or something. Out of prison. And I've heard there's a reality TV show. I hope that she cuts her hair short so I can still do it. <laughs> I'm so I'm here for it. You know, I'm here for both of you for her show and for your review of her show. Yep. 
So we, I remember we had like this more conversation at the February meeting. Where were we? Um, Terania. Yes. Yeah. I, yes, we've had some Terania stuff. We like, it was like Terania. We had a couple trips, but I've had so many trips. We had Terania, LA, the LA trip. We had my first vivid, like, memory of us connecting was in Terranea. That's where I learned more about you. But then we got to know each other more in LA. We have, I remember we had breakfast together. You, you partied. I think that's where also like I kind of, I don't party. I don't drink anymore. And so it's harder for me to get into the shenanigans that a lot of people want to get into those evenings. I mean, like I still want to have shenanigans and fun. I just, you know, I'm sober while I'm doing You don't want to feel like crap. But like I said, it was in Puerto Rico that we really had, I think, like, I was like, oh, this person's like on the other side of my wall now. And when we talked about the deep stuff with fostering and whatever, I was like, no, seriously, we're, I'm going to do this tarot card reading because I really need to get to the root of like all the stuff that I was feeling and thinking at that time, both from like a personal and a professional and a parenting perspective, like all three of those things were just really big for me at that time. And I would love if you would share the story of what it was like for us to go to the tarot card reader, because it was a little touch and go. And I think it's perfect, but I mean, everything happens for a reason, right? I think it was perfect that we did at the very end too, because we learned a lot. There was so many deep conversations over that way. I mean, the reason we were there was for DEI, right? Was because of our inclusive actions and making our businesses and ourselves and all of the things like bringing like, like one big happy family. And so I think that the nature of the trip encouraged and welcomed and just felt like a big safe space, maybe, but doing it at the end after so much had come out and come up, I think was key. And we had a talk. Remember when we were getting like it was in the elevator and leaving and it was like we were forever standing in the hallway about, I think I might be doing a coaching course. And I was like, here for it. What are you going? What do we need? Let's do this. And yes, Stacey. Yes. Like I'm like, I watch your highlights. I mean, about the foster stuff. Like that was like I like watched every single one of the hundred highlights of her start to thinking about foster care to training and stuff because I was like I'm thrown into this completely unexpectedly I was googling things right and I was like Stacey Todd she did this I remember a few years ago and I was like taking notes on it so then when we had the conversation like like, I've been really wanting to pick your brain but I didn't know what to pick your brain about and you guided me through it and I think that's representative of how you work with everything. And so even the tarot cards, as much as I was in it for fun, like, yes, let's do it. And I went into it thinking like, well, what, like, obviously the foster care is like heavy on my mind and I'm thinking about my nephew, but I didn't feel like I need it. I didn't think, I didn't know yet that I was seeking the answers, but I'm like, yes, Stacey's inviting me to say, I want to get on the other side of the wall. I'm in. And I remember like a bunch of my friends were like, can I, can, oh, can I come too? And I'm like, listen, she invited me and I, like, no, no. <laughs> well, I'm always the more the merrier, right? I'm like, I come in deep, like everyone, like, come on. And so I was like, well, let me just, I'm like, is this an appointment based thing or to come? Some people want to come, but I'll tell them, no, she's like, I made appointments for us. And I'm like, okay, sorry. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. I'm going to go meet Stacy. 
And I remember when we were walking and I'm like, so what is it we're going to? You're like, I saw a sign in the cab. I'm like, oh, okay. We haven't even read the Yelp reviews or anything. You're like, nope, but just saw a sign, tarot card or psychic or something. I'm like, oh, I mean, yeah, it sounds good. Thinking, does anybody know where we're going? Nobody, everyone, nobody knows the address and we're walking. And do you remember that a rooster crossed our path? We were like, what's going on with this rooster? Like, get out of here, scram, because roosters are like kind of scary. And that was so, the only time we saw one all weekend, too. It's not like they're just walking around everywhere in Puerto Rico. We're not in a rural area. There was yeah. no front. Like, we're like in the city of Puerto yeah. Rico. We're like, that's super random, but it was like in our area. So we go, and it was beautiful. It felt a little sketchy. Like, you're like going up into like a small, random apartment, had to be buzzed in. And then you walk in, it was so pretty. Very cute decor, really nice. We're like, okay, this is legit. And the girl looked like she was maybe 14. It read our cards. Like, oh, are you checking us in for your mom? Like, oh, you're it's like seventh generation, though. She was like literally born into it. Yeah. Okay. And we're just, what do we do? Are we doing this together? And I didn't know, like, it couldn't be a group. Like, we knew nothing. So I said, okay, well, I'll go first. So we go closed door. And... She just read the cards like she she didn't she asked if there was anything I wanted to talk about. I said, no, I'm an open book. I'm not really sure what to do. Like you lead the way. So she reads the cards. And for me, it was like immediately I had a lump in my throat. And she thought. That she was like, is there a fertility struggle? She's like something she's like, you're trying to have a baby, a son, a baby. It was like she was she knew it was like a male energy. And I'm like. <clears throat> no, it's not fertility. She's like, well, there's something with a child. You're trying to get a child. I'm like, yes, like cry. Like, yes, but no, like I'm not trying to have a baby, but I'm trying to like help my nephew. We're going through this. And she's like, okay. And she said some other like deeply personal stuff that it all was like, oh my gosh, this domino effect <clears throat> and some business. And I mean, it was like, oh, we didn't tell her we were there on a business trip, you know, like I would think most people that look like us that randomly walked in were be on vacation, right? She like talked about business and like connection and friendships. It was like 10 minutes and just my mind was like firing on all cylinders and tears and happy and laughing. So great. Left. Stacy went in. <clears throat> well, first of all, you came out sobbing and I was like, oh, gosh, because that's vulnerable to me, right? Like I'm immediately like, oh, should I put my wall back up? And I'm like, no, I'm open to this experience. Like I literally saw a sign like in every sense of the word like I just was like I need to go do this thing yes yeah. and I remember thinking because you'd said you hadn't done it before and I was like oh I've done a couple things like this like I like I like I think it's fun but I also the more I've done it the more I'm like there is some really amazingness to this it feels so therapeutic even though you go into it thinking like this is fun what is this experience but I do remember thinking as soon as the door closed, oh my gosh, I hope Stacey has a good experience. Because like, I wanted this to be like a good thing for us, right? Like, I'm like, I was so like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I didn't want her to come out like, that was a load of garbage, you know? <laughs> like, what do we waste our time on that for? And you couldn't hear like exact words, but I could tell there was like emotions, right? And I was like, I think she's crying. Like, and I'm on my phone trying to do the things. And she came out similar to me. Right. And then and I want you to tell yours because it's, it's so important. We immediately started comparing notes and she took pictures because she's brilliant. And I was like, I don't remember what my pictures look like. And I just still vividly remember 
the rhino cradling the kin. And like, I know because I know you call it, I know that's like your thing. Like you've talked about the chubby unicorn and like that's your thing. I was like, holy crap. Like I like, I don't know what was said in there, but like that's your card. Whoa. And then when we left, I'll let her tell her part. But when we left, we saw the dang rooster again. And we were like, what the heck? And it was coming from a totally different direction. And later that day, I pulled up. I had to pull up. I had to go through all of our chats to find the picture because I sent it to Stacy as we were flying back. And it was a few different signs. So there's like the spiritual meaning and symbol of Missouri's rooster is what does it mean when a rooster crosses your path? You need to have strength, have the strength and to own your power. This is before she was in her Harvard, like owning your power classes, you guys. And then roosters are a sign of good luck. It teaches a person to use their voice for good. Roosters help to find confidence, candor, and bravery. And that it also, though, when it specifically crosses your path, can also be a warning because roosters are a symbol of vigilance and to be overly cautious. And I had sent it to her and I said, we saw this twice. I think it was for both of us. Like, so there was no misinterpreting. Well, that's yours or that's my, it was like, shoot, we're on very different paths and had gotten our own personal meanings from this. But I was like, that just sealed the deal on the whole magic for me. So the, you know, not surprised part of this is that I ended up getting a tattoo of the rhinoceros and it was both because I had this, I've, I have quite a few tattoos and each time I get one, it feels like it's a transitional time in my life. Like there's something that's coming up for me that I'm remembering or marking on my journey for that. And I definitely that whole weekend had been talking about wanting to help other people in a different way that like, you know, I've been doing the path that I've been on, it's not that I don't want to be on that path. It's just like, I can see ahead that there's a light that's like, and there's a way to continue to do what you're doing and to help more people. Like, it's not a, you're doing the wrong thing or going in the wrong direction. It's that now you have all this experience. Now you have all this knowledge and it's important to share that with other people. And I think that introspection for me was what came out in the tarot card reading, right? It, she was incredibly empathetic. She was very emotionally intelligent. I don't believe in psychics. I do believe that woman was incredibly gifted in helping bring out the things that the card showed and asking, at least my experience, me what it meant to me and allowing me to kind of learn more about myself by the signs that I was given. And what was interesting is that there were like 20 cards on the table. There were like, she flipped so many cards as she was trying to get a picture of like my story and my life in general, right? Just like flipping cards, not telling her anything. Like Audrey said, I wasn't talking about business. I wasn't talking about my personal life. She just was like, okay, I'm going to put these out and get a feel for things. And then we talked about a lot about the introspection, the reflection, and kind of like how to interpret what my desires were trying to show me kind of a thing. But then it was like, is there one more thing you want to talk about? And I was like, yeah, there, there is this one thing that we haven't talked about. And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to flip a new card for that new thing. 
and it was the last card she flipped over the rhinoceros card and that's why i just lost it because i i am a chubby unicorn that's my favorite animal like i identify so much with it but also there's such symbolism in the fact that this like strong rhinoceros was cuddling a small child that looked like kiddo and the card said forgiveness and there was so much pain and you know so much negativity caught up in kiddo's life and how hard it was for them to transition into foster care and to be here and there was a lot that needed to be forgiven both you know by them by me what happened to them feels unforgivable but in order to move forward one must forgive right and like I will protect I will comfort I will be there but we have to like move forward and forgive together and again that's my self-reflection of what that card meant because that's where I was in that moment and it meant so much to me and there was so so much and so I just was like I took a picture of that card and I could not get that card out of my head for months. And then I took it to a tattoo artist and I was like, I need this. I don't have a tattoo of kiddo. And that weekend in Puerto Rico really like was a transitional moment for me where I realized like I do have all of these things that I've been working on and getting certified in and I want to continue to grow them and I want to like take that forward. And so I know Audrey mentioned a coaching program like I I want to basically just help anybody who wants help, whether that's business wise, personal parenting, whatever it is. Like I want to be that validating voice to help someone have that kind of introspection for themselves about what are their values? How can they align their lives that way? And how can they tap into the things that will bring them positivity and joy that aren't about you know, the things that society tells us, because I've had the top job. I've made more money than I make now, but I've never been as fulfilled or happy as I am today. And that has to be work that we all do with ourselves. And um, as positive as Audrey was about it and the whole tarot card thing, I remember talking to Anna about it and just being like, this feels so weird. I don't know. What am I doing? And you were, you felt the same way. You were like, Stacy. Like, you have to do this. What are you talking about? <laughs> you have, because of your experiences and everything you and your family have been through and you personally have been through, I know we connected also quite a bit about loss of a family member and what that feels like. And be, you don't realize that sometimes in the moment or through the years, but because of the experiences that you have had, you have so much more to give. And I know that about you. And so when you were saying these things, and I think we were in the Uber, I don't know where we were going, maybe to get, well, no, we're going to the umbrellas. I know. We did was, not get gelato. I, I know that. Brett from the weekend. Um, <laughs> but I remember thinking, you need to follow this feeling that you have because there's so much depth to it and so much to offer everyone else around you because of what your background is in your experiences because when we go through things we can offer our heart and we can offer insight that sometimes others don't yet see in themselves and you bring that out in other people very much so 
Well, and you have a way, I know it's not my turn technically, but you have a way of like- It's a conversation, it's always your turn, Audrey. Like variety of things, right? Where it's like, like, like how are you able to like make all of these topics work synergistically together? Like you're, you can bring your experience from the foster care system, from talking about clean beauty, from talking about equality, like where so many people that might have phenomenal coaching programs or businesses- they don't have as broad of life experience of you, as you have and your unique gift of being like a healthy eight that turns you into like a helper eight, right? You're like an aggressive where there's other people that are helpers, but if they don't have the dominance is maybe too strong of a word, but if they don't have this ability to harness authority and eloquently speak, like like how you can talk about a problem and a solution in one and it doesn't sound argumentative. It doesn't sound complaining because you're bringing the good and the bad and and looking for everything in your life is solution-based, right? I think that too, as a coach, it's like it is a variety of things, but it's all together, right? You're like helping any of us seek a peaceful har- harmony, like, in our lives that can make us better fill in the blank, right? Entrepreneurs, authors, moms, whatever it might be. You have, you definitely, you have a gift. Yeah. I thank you. And while you were talking, it reminded me that I was also really inspired because I feel like part of what truly kicked this into a positive motion for me was coaching consultation that I had with Jeffrey Marsh when they really like called me out on my perfectionist behavior. And I was like, what do you mean? That's not a positive thing. (laughs) That's my coping skill. That's how I run the world. And realizing the negative impact that was having on so many different areas of my life and how I was controlling and how I was perceiving other people. And, you know, all of that came from just coaching with someone and having a third party be able to kind of see something and for me to then implement and self-reflect. And I was like, this is an incredible thing that happened to me. And if I can do that for someone, like, of course I want to. So thank you both so much for being here and making time and sharing. I hope listeners see why I adore both of you. And I'm, I feel so lucky that our job, our work puts us in a position where we get to meet people who are very different, bring such wonderful things into our lives if we allow it. And I'm sad for myself that I was so close to that for so many years because, well, frankly, there there are a few people who are worthy of me shutting the door on them, but it wasn't worth not having all the people that I now have in my life. Like, I would definitely say to anyone listening, like, if you're the kind of person who puts up walls and it feels safe for you in that space to do that, like, I challenge the idea that is protecting you because really what that's doing is keeping the people who can protect you out or who can help you and help you learn. It's not letting them in. And I know now that I am 100% perfectly capable of moving the people who get in and are not where they need to be right out of the gate again. But I can't, you know, hang with the people inside the gate if I don't let them in. So open yourself up to the idea that there is an Audrey and an Anna somewhere in your life right now. 
that is trying to sit next to you and that you're saying, no, don't sit next to me, don't hug me, and that it is worth letting them in. <laughs> but if you have an Audrey and Anna, we're going to just keep on like slowly knocking on the door. We'll also, <laughs> they're worth it. <laughs> You know, not everybody will, though. Not everybody has the time, the energy, or the patience. Like, I mean, it feels super special and, like, really touched me that you were like, I'm trying to get in with Stacy. I am happy that she commented on my, on a, what, what is her, not on a W, but, like, what is her pseudo name? What do they call her? What was that oh. Netflix special? That is, oh, my God, Raising Anna becoming anna didn't they call her some uh, anyway they, she's like the fake heiress lady for people yes. who are like who is this an adult person anyway. con artist. so my friend's like why is this your inspiration i'm like no she's just hilarious like it's hysterical she, she gets away with things pure on 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 determination like there is a piece of inspiration to her but she to embody her to embody her in like a real world situation is what you were doing with like your reels. And that was what was hysterical. It's like imagining that character in your real life. But the fact, my point is the fact that you like were excited that I commented on that. I'm like, really? Like, you know, as a person, it's hard to believe that someone be that excited that you commented on their thing. And then you were talking to Diane and you were like, oh my gosh, Stacey commented on my thing. And like telling your friends, no, I'm going to the, I'm going to the thing with Stacey and like making time and space for Stacey. Like that. Thank you for that. Thank you for like allowing me that space to like take time to get there because, you know, not everybody would. And I feel very privileged that, you know, anybody would have the patience or make the time or the effort to do all of that. And you know, at a certain point, when you push people away, they're going to walk away. And there there are a lot of people in my life that I lost because I was afraid of getting hurt and I ended up hurting them. And so it's nice to be reminded that it did come back around in a positive way. And I can't let that happen for so long because there are other people who aren't able to wait. And, you know, they they shouldn't. I don't like the word should, but like, you know, it's not anybody's responsibility, but mine. And so the fact that, you know, you persisted is a gift to me. And I, you know, I thank you both for that because I am much better for it now. Well, Stacey, it's two way street because I will say you kind of, I don't want to say solidified the friendship, but like you also did the same thing for like, I'm sure Audrey has it in her own way, like how you got asked to go to the tarot card reading. And our, my remember, like thought of when you were like when I was like, OK, Stacey, really, we really enjoy each other, I think, was when you're like, Anna, I have made us an appointment to look at a ring in L.A. together. And I was like, wow, you care about me that much that you like literally set aside time to research where we're going to go. You made an appointment for both of us. Like you have done things also for both of us that have made us feel really special as well. So it goes two ways. Okay, well, now I'm crying, so we have to end the show. <laughs> Thank you for both being here. And listeners, if you are curious about it, you can just go to stacytuff.com, which is where our book club is now. So not Anna and I, a separate book club, but I have a turned that book club into a book club for all. And 
I would love to welcome you there, but we also have a bunch of free resources and different things that I'm sharing about collaborative problem solving and different lessons that I've learned as well as coaching. So easy to find at stacytoth.com. And I hope that it can become a community that builds people up the way that you both have been a part of my community and built me up. And it sounds like it was mutual, which I'm not exaggerating when I say tear. <laughs> so. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.